You're listening to Get to Know World of Warships, a podcast created by Bogsy and Sinpax. Okay, welcome everybody. Thank you all for sticking with me through the announcements there. I am speaking with three gentlemen from South America who are here to talk to me a little bit in Spanish and English about the uh, a proposed South American line that uh, Talleyrand, one of the uh, Latin American community contributors, wrote up a very nice article about. So um, let's join us with Jamie Mendoza of Clan BN, Nanashi of Clan Sur, and Talleyrand. And I'm not sure what Clan Talleyrand is in, uh, so we'll ask him. Uh, Furia. Was it Furia? Furia, Furia. My clan is Furia. Furia. Ah, bravo. Um, I'm going to try and speak a little in Spanish to these fellows as well as in English. I know uh, most of you listening speak English, but um, there are lots and lots of folks in World of Warships who speak Spanish as well. Entonces, muchachos, vámonos a, vamos a discusión. Entonces, um, por favor, Talleyrand, ¿puedes decir un poquito sobre uh, por qué quieres ver una línea sudamérica, sudamericana? Well, first, the adult there are a lot of players of South America, but I think the the interest of the sh of the ship is not just for the player of South America. They are extremely interesting ship for everywhere. Uh, they are amazing gunships, amazing. The probably the 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 faster uh, the faster I don't know the English word the fastest uh, firing ships. Uh, in the world in his in the moment and and i, I think it's a it's a good add-on for this for the game because there are not so many ships to over there to just to to make another line yes there are but if you want to play the game for two three four five six seven years you, you have to add at least three lines for per year mm -hmm. at least uh, right and oh so go ahead go ahead nanashi well I, I wanted to say that it is important to have a representation for south america because we have a very rich uh history of navy and there is a strong player base and as i said my walter here uh, the ships are fun to play and they are nice um, to, to the game Mm-hmm. And there's so let's talk for a moment before we talk about the ships. Let's talk about the South American player base because there are. I'm always surprised when I find another clan that is uh, Spanish-speaking clan. There are way more than I thought. So, um, Jamie, um, Yemi, Yemi Mendoza, um, puedes decirme algo un poquito sobre la uh, cuántos en tu opinión cuántas personas en el player base. Uh, son latinoamericanos. I don't, I don't have the, the number right now, but we are a lot of players. I mean, in just in my clan, we are like 40 people, uh, but are a lot of clans, like, I don't know, 30, maybe, Anashi? So we are a lot of, of, of community. Uh, also, we have uh, a new community manager from Latin America, so if we're gaming, uh, at and community manager for LATAM, I think uh, they have the number of Latin American players, you know, so mm -hmm. it's really big. 
So uh, uh, Jamie mentioned a, an important word that I only learned recently, which is LATAM. I've never heard the word LATAM before, mm-hmm. but it stands for Latin American. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's used a lot when describing the Latin American part of the NA server, I've noticed. Um, because there are Argentinians, there are Brazilians, there are Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Colombianos, and um, apparently, l- yeah, lots and lots of, of Argentinians. So, um, hay muchas personas de todos los países de Sudamérica. Entonces, um, Latam es la palabra que los pinche güeros en, uh, en los, los Estados Unidos no... <laughs> and, yeah, es la palabra I, que <laughs> no estamos familiar, pero... Uh, we're trying. Yes. We're trying to learn. So, <laughs> I think that, that the Latin community is not that that known because the 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 player percentage that participates in in a very competitive way are a very niche. They are very small. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that that's because we we are not that well known yeah you have buenas noches and sur and cbr to to name a few that yeah known but there yeah. are a lot a lot of uh, and furia i've seen furia um in, yeah, furia. in clan and in uh clan battles there are i mean there are several south american clans that uh, have made hurricane in the past or do make hurricane frequently so we're, we're talking strong strong players who are good at this game yes yeah, in our in our Facebook group we have like 5000 people maybe wow Walter? uh-huh like, oh, uh, i think it's, it's near 10000 now yeah so we it's are a lot of growing people. every day you know you you don't know if if uh uh a spanish talker or, or or from south america is playing the game cuz they, I think they they try to speak in English in the game, mm-hmm. but when we see another guy from South America in the other team, we uh, say hi, right? So right. people know we are from uh, Latin America. So uh, I think that's why uh, that North North American people things are not too much uh, person from Latin America. I yeah, think. I don't know. I I remember when I I traveled to Europe in 2007 uh, for a few months, and I I didn't speak with another American for maybe a month during that time, and I was at a train station in France, and I heard someone I heard an American talking on the phone, and I ran up to him. And I, I got so excited. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to say hi and just have a chat about something. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not quite like that, but it must be a similar feeling of, you know, Oi, compadre, estás aquí en el juego. ¿Cómo estás? No. Yeah, very much. <laughs> ¿Qué pasó, compadre? Yeah. Nada, man. Estoy jugando pinche World of Warships. ¿Qué, qué quieres? Nada. Solo me te quiero hablar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and so uh, Talleyrand, please, if you would, tell us about a little about the uh, South proposed South American line. You made uh, a very, very intricate and detailed post 
about what it should look like, what ships should be, and what their characteristics. Uh, sí, por favor, si puedes, uh, puedes um, explicar a nosotros un poquito sobre la línea de uh, botes suramericanos que uh, tú ya pusiste una, una página en el, en el forum. Yo sé que es en el, es en, eh, está en el internet, pero uh, ¿puedes explicar un poquito sobre las, las características? Um, uh, que uh, estoy, yeah. estoy faltando, lo siento. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. First of all, this is not uh, my work. There is a, a team behind this. Okay. Uh, I, want to, I want to name uh, Frosty, uh, Darkstar. Uh, Frosty is, is in Denmark now. Uh, Darkstar is from Colombia. Mm -hmm. And cool down, Bruno Schesser uh, and me uh, from Argentina. Um, well, we all work in different parts. Uh, for example, Frosty was the the guy with the number. Bruno Schesser is doing 3D models of some of the shit that are designs. Mm -hmm. For example, Darkstar was working in the archives in archives, no, records. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the English one. Well, uh, in English, this was archives. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay, well, and Kuldown, same thing in Argentina. Well, it's a team effort, so it's important sure. to name them all. Right. Well, uh, a bit of history. Uh, in South America, the the navies are not uh, big navies, and and the they are not uh, to engage the uh, the British Navy or the Imperial Japanese Navy. <laughs> they, sure. they are to, to match the, the guy next door. Right. This, this is important. So when, for example, Brazil uh, bought uh, a battleship, Argentina must, must buy something similar or better. Because with the battleship, uh, with one battleship, uh, Brazil was uh, had total control of the sea. Mm -hmm. So is, if Argentina buy a battleship, Chile must do the same, and then Peru. And if Peru, uh, this is the the way South America works. When one uh, when one nation buys a ship, the other has to buy something similar or better. And that's allowed us to have a lot of uh, a lot of ship. Si uh, si sí, sí puedo decirlo, es una carrera de armamento, sí. Yes. Yes. <laughs> South American arm race, right? Arms race. Exactly. 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 And and we so we had a lot of ships to to make our line, but we wanted that this this line uh, be different from Panasia, uh, Pan Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't want copy paste ship. We don't want ships that we have uh, in other lines like Fletcher's, Gerings. Uh, we have that. We can use it. Mm -hmm. But we don't. We want something new. Well, um, so to begin with, why don't you, can you tell us, um, there, there's something very important that I read. Excuse me, I burped. Ew. Um, uh, there's something very important that you stated at the beginning of your article, which was that these ships, while they share, uh, they sometimes share a hull from ships of a different country, the actual construction and, and and development of them came from their country of origin. Um, aunque las uh, los los botes el metal es, es muy similar de um, uh, de botes de otros países las um, las características y las uh, específicamente el design no sé cómo decirlo en español lo siento diseño diseño, diseño el diseño es muy similar güey 
uh, el diseño es, es propio, es su propio de, del país de origen, ¿sí? Yes, uh, this is the, the case with most of the design. Uh -oh. We are losing him. Nos falta okay. Talleyrand. <laughs> Walter. Uh, Nanashi, puedes continuar o? Yeah, yeah, I can continue. Okay. Uh, he was saying that they, that is the case with most of the uh, of the sheets. For example, uh, we can take. Let me see one second. Uh, Serrano. The tier four, for example, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the construction was based on the design of other ship of other country, but they changed and they add a turret and remove one of the torpedo launchers. So and, and also the the caliber of the weapon. Mm -hmm. So the ship is similar, but it's not the same. Right. Okay. Well, what are we mm -hmm. in, in in another class of ship, but They are, sim they, are, they are similar, right. but different. So I noticed that um, the ships as a, as a whole, the line, the ships have very strong guns. Uh, they have very strong guns. They have smoke. They have um, speed boost. And at later tiers, they have hydroacoustic search. So uh, what they don't do well is they, um, they don't have long range or uh, many torpedoes. So they lack in the torpedo department, but they have, um, they're mostly gunboats. And there's something special about the torpedoes that you are proposing, which is that each ship has the option to use two or three different types of torpedoes. And the torpedoes have can have long range and slow speed or very, very fast speed and low range, which is kind of like the Japanese torpedoes on the Shimakaze. And that's on the proposal for the for the for the line, that's most of the ships. Is that right? I I'm I am not quite sure, sorry, but I am I'm not the guy that designed this kind of ship the, the, oh sorry. Uh, I am not that sure about that. Okay. It's something that Walter designed with, with his team. I, I'm just a guy that <laughs> read about this and, and wanted it to implement it. And I cannot speak for him, but I think that that's the case, yes. Okay. Do we have Talleyrand back? Walter? Is Tazaki Walter? No. He's on his, um, he's speaking to us, I believe from Argentina on his phone. So he may have a little difficulty. We, we are the, the people who wants to feel uh, your feelings when you play uh, Montana or the Gearing or, you know, uh -huh. some ships from your nation. So we, we, we want to feel uh, how is play with, with your, I mean, your nation, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you know, it's not your nation because I, 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 When I play with the 9 de Julio from from Latam, mm -hmm. from Argentina, I feel really good, you know, because <laughs> right. it's from, from Latam. So... A creative feeling of sorts. Right. So, yeah, I, I mean, 
obviously, uh, Americans have a huge uh, number of ships to choose from, uh, and you know everyone has their favorite. Uh, for some people, the New Mexico is their absolute favorite ship, just because it's big and it's fat and it's America, you know. Um, and and for other people, um, you know, I know that for British people, being able to take the HMS Hood, you know, the very the famous Hood, a, out into game and play it is really special and it feels good because it's it's historical. So um, I, I absolutely agree that uh, that a line of South American ships would be great for the South American community uh, to be able to play that and to sort of, you know, represent them in uh, a game that so many of us like to play. So um, it looks like, sounds like Walter Talleyrand is back. So uh, He's back, but he has problems with his mic. Yeah. Telling me the Discord not uh, recognize the the microphone, but okay, he's trying to fix him. No problem. Are you two able to tell me a little bit about? Hello, hello. Can you ah, listen to me? Walter, yeah. sí, podemos escuchar, podemos oírle. I'm... <laughs> Bienvenidos. Um, okay, can you tell us, starting at tier two, can you tell us uh, the name of and a little bit about each boat? up to tier 10 yes uh, first of uh oh <laughs> um, now yeah yeah we can yes. hear you now first of all we have the san luis the the san luis and the cordoba uh, which is the tier three mm -hmm. began as um there are argentines designs uh, they began in mil uh, in 1909, is okay? That year? 1909. 1909, 1909, right? Yes, that, yeah. uh, well. Argentina uh, was e eager to have a, a huge destroyer fleet, so they, they make a, they make a basic design and send it to several shipyards. Uh, a British shipyard uh, built this destroyer, which is a. Uh, let me take. Let me look at the data. <laughs> <laughs> we, it should. It should have a four, uh, one hundred millimeters gun, uh, makes uh, thirty-five knots, but the ship, the British shipyard, didn't reach the the. Uh, so. The So they make only 32 knots. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble with this phone. Okay. Um, well, the ship, uh, it weighs uh, um, only above 1,000 tons. That's mean 8,000 HP, mm -hmm. 32 knots, four guns, uh, 100 millimeters, uh, and it carry four torps. Uh, tor for torpedoes. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's close to the she, She's 101 from Tier 3, tier three in Germany, mm -hmm. but with a, a bit slower with with a small smaller torpedoes and a smaller range in general. Okay. It's an, it's an hybrid shit for the... It's 
not not a good not a good torpedo ship, but no, also not not bad. And that's the tier two uh, or the tier three? It's a tier two. It's not very important. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Before uh, before tier five, there's not a whole lot that people pay attention to. I don't think. Exactly. Except the Mikasa. Everybody everybody knows the Mikasa. Everyone knows. <laughs> everybody knows the Mikasa. Uh, okay. So how about tier three? Uh oh. We're losing him again. <laughs> Don't die, Walter. Yeah, he's underwater. Uh. <laughs> tier, <laughs> tier three is the Cordoba from uh, or Argentinian design. Yeah, the, the Cordoba. Cordoba. Uh, we might get Talleyrand back here. His name is Walter, I hear. Um, Nanashi, can you tell us a little bit, or, or uh, Yemi, if you want to, a little bit about Cordoba? Uh, I can I can I can read what uh, what Walter wrote about that okay. if you want. Sure. Uh, the Cordoba is a class of V destroyers ordered in also in 1901, and it was a, a part of a also was a part of, of the same of the same batch. Batch, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't have the history here, but I have the specs. Okay. It's four batteries of 102 millimeters with uh, six uh, five seconds of reload. And what have also have four torps, five and um, fifty knots. What? Yeah, fifty knots at six no, kilometers, fifty eight at four, yeah. and uh, yeah, sixty two at two. Yeah, and two kilometer yeah. torpedoes. <laughs> what? It's like. It's like yeah, so so you you have to rush. Yes, I think so. It's like uh, it's like reaching out and punching the enemy captain in the face. Yeah, with a sword, with a <laughs> torpedo. Yeah. Okay, so uh, tier two and tier three, the um, uh, the San Luis is the first tier two. The Cordoba is the tier three ship. It sounds like these are both destroyer classes that were ordered uh, by Argentina and were built in. English shipyards, um, and it sounds like they have rapid-firing guns for the tier and uh, short-range quick torpedoes for the most part. Um, so let's move on to Serrano, which is our first design of Chilean descent, it's first Chile design at tier four. I think I think it's the uh, Icarus class. Icarus, uh, the yeah. the from the, the British. From yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, let's see here. I don't see whether it says that here. Uh, Walter might be able to tell us if he's here. Walter? He's <laughs> here, but I mean, he's, he's, I think his mic is... Yeah, I can't hear him. He, he's, he's blinking, but I can't hear hello, him. Hello, hello. Can you, can you listen to me? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes we can. I hear you. Um, great. Well, so... the, the Serrano is, is not uh, Anicarus. The Serrano is a, a previous design. He, it's a small destroyer that Chile bought in the 20s. Uh, it was a very modern ship for the time, but it was too light for the Chilean sea. The, the, the sea in the south of Chile and south of Argentina is very rough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a, a design now with, we jump to the 120 millimeters uh, gun, but only three. Uh, it has good 
torps is uh, two launchers of three torps. That means uh, six. Right. Uh, but only three 120 millimeter guns. So the caliber of the guns at tier four goes up to 120 millimeters, but they lose one gun, and uh, to replace that, they get twice as many torpedoes as before. And bigger, bigger torps. Bigger exactly. torps, right. Okay, so this, um, again, tier four and below, I think as we all know, people don't tend to play those for very long or for very many, many games. So really tier five is where things start to get get a little spicy. Un poquito picante. Pero es la primera bote, es el primer bote de Chile. ¿Por qué ordenaron el un bote Chile? Porque él no uh, él no puede tener un Brasil con más botes. Well, uh, Chile has to counter the the Argentine and Peru armada. Mm -hmm. Boats were very menacing for for Chile. Uh, there were there were a lot um, a lot of wars between Chile and Peru, and Chile and Argentina were in the brink of war so many times. Uh, in the turn of the century, in the 70s, uh, before World War II, well, there were a, a lot of moments that Argentina and Chile were mm, with the knife in the trough of each other. Right. Well, so, okay, so I, we'll have to talk about that at the end a little bit about the history of uh, naval conflict for South American countries, because I, I have a feeling most people don't most people probably don't know a whole lot about it outside of when the Admiral Graf Spee in World War II um, it parked in oh god where was it Uruguay Uruguay, Uruguay. Yes. yeah and was basically told you've got 24 hours uh, Franz and then you gotta leave <laughs> um, so uh, moving on to tier 5 the first tier five is going to be the Mendoza, como Yemi Mendoza. <laughs> and this is a yes. Argentine boat as well. So tell us about the Mendoza. Okay. Ah, I lost him. <laughs> lost Walter mm -hmm. again. I can hear him a little bit. Okay, well, so up at Tier 5, which is where most of the game begins to take place, I would say. I think we can all agree with that. It looks to me like... Uh, this looks very much to me like a uh, Jervis. Not a, if Like a Jervis or a um, Acosta from the British line. It looks a lot like the Jervis class. Um, yes, it's... it's... Oh no! But you can do it. You can do it. Si se puede. Ah, okay. So uh, at tier five, the the DD goes up to uh, five times 120 millimeter guns. The reload goes up by one second to six. Um, the it retains two sets of three torpedoes of 533 millimeter, and. Uh, um, it continues to have a smoke generator and a speed boost. So um, the the maximum speed for these is uh, about what is the total speed for it? Velocidad. Fifty. How long? Six. Three six. Three six. Okay. So this is a little faster than the British boats. 
But again, without speed boost, it's not going to be catching up to Russian or even Japanese uh, destroyers. So that's why it has the speed boost, I believe. And once again, the torpedoes can either go 44 knots at 10 kilometers or 62 knots at 4 kilometers. So you have the option in this proposal of longer range but slower torpedoes, sort of like the uh, the Sims class or the Black or the American Sea Mines, as we sometimes call them because they're so slow, or speedy torpedoes that are used for coming around a corner on a battleship or a cruiser and uh, dev striking them with very fast torpedoes. I think it's going to be a, a more of a hit and run type of destroyer because uh, he doesn't have the DPM mm-hmm. to stand with another destroyer he's fast but not the fastest and he's not really that tanky so he can take he, he cannot take a beating so i think it's going to be a type of hit you take somebody by surprise you mm-hmm. hit them that then use the smoke and the speed boost to get away right yeah okay. imagine launch turps uh in tier five from 12 kilometers looks really really fun yeah yeah the ranges at that uh, tier are not usually very long so having access to 10 kilometer torpedoes even if they're slow is uh would be a, a nice thing to have for it's, it's like like that seems you know when, when you launch torpedoes right you just launch and then you hit some something you know it will uh, same for the black <laughs> empieza y olvida yeah <laughs> fire fire and forget um, next is the tier six is the, I don't know how to pronounce this, Green Halg? That sounds it's Scottish. Portuguese. Portuguese. <laughs> it's an American name, Green Halg. Green Halg? Really? Green Halg. Green Halg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> okay. a lot of... Walter is here. <laughs> oh. I'm back! <laughs> there, are, uh, there were a lot of mercenaries from Ireland and uh, an American in, in service in, in South American navies and, and, and armies mm-hmm. Greenhall I think it was an American captain Greenhall, oh Greenhall, I, I see know. okay and so this is the tier 6 and this is from Brazil right yes uh, it's based on it's British uh, excuse me it was uh, built in Brazil but based in the Mayhem uh, in the Mayhem destroyer from United States okay so it had the same a, a kind of the story of the Mayhem. They began with a lo- with a strong set of torpedo in the design, but then they they understand that we need anti-aircraft gun, and they lost the torpedo and began uh, using a lot of ah. Uh, and this is the 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 principal characteristic of the line uh, in the top. From from six to ten, uh, we don't have a, a strong set of torpedo, mm-hmm. but we have better AA, better anti-aircraft, mm-hmm. and and a lot of guns. Yes, and something else that we didn't describe earlier is that your proposal for this line also says these destroyers will be very uh, specialized at hunting submarines as well. Correct. Yes, uh, as as there are no big fleets in in South America, the the destroyers are more 
more oriented. I don't know if that's yeah, yeah, exactly the right word to to fight another destroyer and to fight submarines. That's the main weapons in every South American navy, mm -hmm. at least the big ones. <laughs> right. So if submarines do actually enter the game, then these destroyers are going to be specifically uh, designed to help hunt and fight and kill them quickly. Um, so basically, this here tier six, the Green Hog, it's uh, a, 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 it's sort of like the Mahan class from uh, the American line. It has four 127 millimeter guns, and much like the Kid, the USS Kid, it trades one rack of four torpedoes for extra AA, and so it sits on one rack of four torpedoes now instead of two. Um, but at tier six is where it also gets access to hydroacoustic search. Um, and I, is this supposed to have the normal hydroacoustic search that Americans, uh, sorry, not Americans, but um, non-Germans have? Or is it British or German or uh, what? We lost him. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, well, let's just move on to, uh, let's go ahead and move on to tier seven. <laughs> So at tier seven we have the uh, Chubut. I'm actually not sure how to pronounce that. It's yeah. yeah. Chubut. Chubut. Okay. Perfect. This was a design proposal for Argentina in 1947, but for economic reasons uh, it was not built because uh, British wanted dollars and well there was a, a, a it was a complex economic reason that Argentina, uh, that leads to this ship not being built. But it's based on the Lightning, but with less torp and more, uh, only one bank of, of, of torp. Right. Um, so it uses the Lightning's uh, three by two 120 millimeter guns, which are very strong uh, on the Lightning and the Jutland and then the Daring, it's those same guns. Um, with a reload of five seconds, so it's, I think that's right around where the lightning is, if I uh, am not mistaken too much. Um, it has... Yes, are, they are the same guns of the lightning. Okay. Oh, okay, very good. They're lightning guns at tier seven. Uh, it has fewer torpedoes, um, but the AA is already using dual-purpose AA, so the main cannons act as um, anti-aircraft guns as well. Um, so... This is a um, this is back to Argentina, um, and uh, this is where the destroyers start to get a little bit more modern. As this is a 1947 design, so uh, up to tier eight, we have the Nueva Esparta, which is the first Venezuelan ship. Well, this is um, there was a president uh, in Venezuela. I don't remember Jimenez. I think mm -hmm. he wanted um, a new modern ship. Uh, with Venezuela now being a, a of, of petrol export, and this was uh, the first keystone for Venezuela, a, a new modern destroyer. It's very, but you got daring guns in tier eight, which is very good, mm -hmm. and a strong anti-aircraft component, of course. Right, so this is um, this uh, these this at tier eight now uses the three by two one hundred fourteen millimeter uh, Royal Navy guns, I believe, which 
these, do you think, actually, <laughs> the commander skills are going to change, so I don't think... I don't think that's a good question anymore. Never mind. Um, so again, this uses very few torpedoes, just one bank of three torpedoes to have better AA, uh, fast firing guns. So at tier eight, this is 3.5 second reload, uh, which is very strong. This feels a lot like Jutland used to feel at tier nine before they nerfed it to four point, God, 4.5 seconds, I think. Um, so the... Uh, Nueva Des the Nueva Esparta coming in from Venezuela at tier 8. Um, and it's um, a tiny bit slower than before at 34.5 knots, um, but the gun DPM on this is much, much higher uh, than the previous ship by about, gosh, almost a third more powerful. So that's a, it's a big, it's a big thing. And with, yeah. Um, so then, yes. So the American Navy were very crazy about having the the faster the faster gun. Faster guns. <laughs> you you'll see that every every ship has even faster gun. Faster, 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 faster. Sure. Uh, the the Williams in Chile has a 50, 50 shots per minute in real life. That's really what kind of uh, what one caliber? second point one. What uh, caliber gun is it? Oh, I think we lost him again. Shoot. Okay. I think it's 120. 120, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 120. Yeah. Okay, well, so uh, almost done here with uh, the line. At Tier 9 is a Brazilian ship called the Mato Grosso. And uh, this looks like a very big destroyer. So can you tell us about that one? The Mato Grosso is another unbuilt design. It, it was as the, as the Chubut for Argentina. It was uh, designed to be the the Brazilian the Brazilian dating, but a uh, economic problem with the, with the British in after World War Two, mm -hmm. uh, and of course American interest in in winning the the South American market, they end up uh, buying Gerings and Fletchers, but the Mato Grosso is like. A small daring, if you, if you like. Yeah. Uh, it was designed to to use different type of weapon, uh, Swedish, British, or American weapons, but we choose the the one with the with the British weapons, with the daring weapon. Okay, so basically at tier nine we have uh, we have a bit of a daring class. It's uh, right around the same speed, thirty five knots, about nineteen thousand two hundred HP. And still going with the 114 millimeter guns. Um, at this point, it's up to uh, one bank of five torpedoes, which is uh, the same number uh, per launcher on the Daring and the Jutland. So, um, and again, these destroyers after tier six are outfitted with smoke generator, speed boost, and hydroacoustic search. So they tend to be somewhat like the the British DDs in the sense that they have a number of utilities. Um, for them, but they tend to rely on their guns a bit. So last one is the first and only design from Colombia. It is the 20 de Julio or 20th of July. And this is different. Yes, that this is uh, the 20th of July is the the destruction of, of uh, the radical destruction. 
you have the best DPM. It's like a, like a Hallen or Smallen yeah. with one extra turret. But you have to sacrifice a lot to have one more turret. Mm -hmm. And the Colombia sacrificed a lot to, to have that much firepower. They sacrifice uh, the mines, they sacrifice the speed, they sacrifice anti-aircraft, they sacrifice whatever they can, they, they could drop from the ship, they drop it, but they have a small one with one more turret. That's 50% right. 50, 50 more the firepower. So just to be clear for everybody listening, uh, the proposed tier 10 destroyer for a South American line, it's a Halland class, but they put, they take away so much of the AA in order to put an extra turret onto the front of the ship. So we all know how powerful the Howland and the Smallend are, um, uh, specifically the Smallend in terms of gun power. This is three of the same guns the Howland and the Smallend use with a reload of 2.2 seconds, so still very quick. That could be reduced further by um, adrenaline rush and by uh, main battery reload uh, modules. Um, I believe that could get down to just under 1.9, or maybe just above 1.9 with uh, the module. And then with Adrenaline Rush, it could get down, I think, to 1.65 or something like that. Uh, but this is three of them, which is considerably more DPM than the Halland. I believe it's just about the same as the Smaland. However, it sacrifices the torpedoes, so it only gets one bank of four torpedoes. This is what drove, this is what, this is crazy. The torpedoes proposed on this can go, you can have two types of torpedoes. 70 knots at 15 kilometers or 60 knots at 20 kilometers. <laughs> These are the longest range torpedoes in the game uh, tied with the Shimakaze and the Asashio, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I already want it. Right. Uh, I guess the Italian also have long-range torpedo. The the Italian cruiser tier six, but I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. But very slow. <laughs> well, this is great, gentlemen. I'm. Uh, there are also some premium destroyers. Um, there are some premium destroyers that were proposed uh, along with this tech tree line, and there's several of them, and they're very interesting. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have links to this proposal. The um, uh, the entire list of this proposal is uh, on WordPress, and I'll put a link to it if you want to look for yourself. It is in Spanish, but I believe you can use uh, Google to translate it for you. Um, and then um, I want there is an English version also in the in the forum. What? I read it in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it was my fault. No te preocupes, güey. Necesito practicar mi español porque yo soy una, un güero muy flojo y necesito aprender una otra lengua. Um, so, uh, so, okay, there's an English version and uh, an Espanol version that I will have links to both. And um, so, gentlemen, muchachos, what, what do you think needs to happen for wargaming to put in a South American line? Do you do you think you need signatures? Uh, do you think you need media? What what do you think is the best way to get wargaming to see, you know, an opportunity to profit from a South American line? 
I think that the most important thing is that people, mostly people from from, uh, from other uh, continents, to know that a, a South American or or Latin American line doesn't need to be a a copy paste of of another. Thing. We are not using Fletchers. We are not using uh, Gerings. We are, it's not just they are original ships. I think the, this is the most important. And of course, when this uh, this virus virus ends, right, we can go to the uh, to the archives archives and and search for more more blueprints. <laughs> right. Uh, for my part, I think that wargaming needs to add more variety to the game. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the the game must never become stale, so it has to to keep improving and a good way to add something new and and to and to include a big community that is Latam is to add the ships. So I think they they have a good reason and and they can do it if they want, of course. But I think it's a great idea. And here Walter did a great job doing the showing a proof that it can be done without the copy paste and adding something new to the game. So that's it. Yeah, I think uh, Wargaming, I mean, they, they have the idea, you know, but they they don't know when. So if in the game is a 9 de Julio, why not a full line, you know? Why they put a captain and a ship in the game uh, if they don't gonna give us an uh, entire line, you know? So I think they are thinking about this mm-hmm. and they are just waiting the moment. The moment. Yeah, it, Julio is like a, a proof of concept. They right. are testing the waters and see how the community reacts and now they add a new... New, they they have a, a new attention to with with the Latin community. Uh, as the semi said, they they are more participative with the community now. So uh, I think that they are watching us and seeing how we will react to to, for example, Nueve de Julio. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and a, a space uh, like like your space. Your voice mm-hmm. uh, is is really important because uh, the the North American people can know about this, right? Right. Pues ojalá que este podcast puede uh, puede ayudar. Um, of course. So one more thing, gentlemen. Um, I would like each of you. I know. Uh, I don't know if. Yemi has done this before because he was one. Yemi and Clan BN Buenas Noches was one of our first podcast guests uh, earlier th- last year. So I would like each of you to sink a ship for me. You guys, uh, ustedes familiares con con este parte de podcast? Yes, oh, no. I, I, I heard. <laughs> okay. Um, si si tienes la habilidad que que destruir un Un bote de en este juego. Por favor, dígame cuál es. Yemi, empieza por uh, favor. Why, why me? <laughs> <laughs> Porque tú eres de buena noche. I don't know. Uh, the Thunderer. Thunderer. Really okay. Uh, ¿Por qué? Because it's really annoying, you know. <laughs> you're a battleship. 
uh, every salva is a fire, right? Yeah. So you you wait you wait the um, I mean the prayer shoot, you know? Right. He got the fire. He get the fire and and you just wait the fire ends, right? Yeah. So he shoot again, and it's another fire. So you don't know when Reaper, right? So it's really annoying. And when we you are playing a DD, is uh, you're scared, right? So I hate that ship. That's okay. why. Fair enough. Nanashi, por favor, wow. destroy un un bote, por favor. I hate CVs, so I'm going to choose the the Franklin D. Roosevelt <laughs> okay. as a prime example of a ship that must be sunk because it is fundamentally unfun to play against it. The uh, battleship of the skies. It's balance. Yeah. Has balance, comrade. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's balance. Okay. Balance. Thunderer the, and FDR. You, you, you can't turn. do anything about that. And, uh, it, it's just fun. So I hear you. Te escucho. Uh, Walter, Talleyrand, nuestro CC, por favor, el último, pero no lo menos. Destruye. Eh, de Bajie, de, de Panacea Battleship. Oh, it's not even out too yet. Too much fantasy. There was no chance Japan... Uh, was gonna build a battleship for China, uh -huh. but we have in the game the the, the Beiji. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, uh, this is amazing. I'm sorry <laughs> because so because no reason Japan was going to build a battleship for China. You say that? Yeah. That is okay. Well, fair enough. I think we lost him before he could explain more, but. Uh, yeah. That's that's very interesting. I never would have thought the Beiji. That is one of the rarest ships in the game, is the Beiji. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Isumo, right? The, the yeah. Tier 9. Oh, best of the Isumo. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, well, muchachos, uh, tengo una cosa más uh, uh, antes de uh, completamos aquí. Um, yo tengo la, un, la habilidad que dar un... Um, un Codeja, right? Codejo? Código. Código, ok. Um, para un, un bote muy especial del um, empleado de Wargaming que se, que se llama Mare Draco. Mare Draco is the uh, community manager for the Latin American community. He's a Wargaming employee. He gave me um, the opportunity to give away a very special ship, which is called the Almirante Abreu. Uh, Abreu, sorry. It is a uh, extraordinarily rare ship. It's uh, a tier two, so it's low tier, but it is um, only given out by him when he feels like it. <laughs> so it's one of the rarest ships in the game. And he gave me a code to give that out for free. And I would like to uh, donate that to you three, to Yemi, Nanashi, and Talleyrand, also known as Walter, so that if you guys want to um, get support, like if you collect signatures or um, do any kind of thing that helps get, you know, folks interested in um, letting Wargaming know that you'd like a South American line, maybe if you guys collect signatures uh, and then if people put their in-game name on it, you could do a drawing of everyone at the end 
uh, and somebody could win the boat. So I would like to put that code at your disposal um, as a prize for people signing up to try and get that line created. So I hope that works nice. for you. Yeah, I'll keep that's that. <laughs> I'll keep that available, and um, that's for you guys to use if you want to collect signatures and then hold a raffle or something like that. So I hope it works out for you to get the line. And I appreciate all three of you being here. Muchas gracias para um, uh, muchas gracias para venir ustedes uh, a mi podcast para para explicar y para hablar sobre una línea suramérica. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, y, thank you. Claro. Thank you. Uh, por favor, al fin del podcast, puedes, uh, ustedes, pueden, uh, ustedes pueden darme los, um, los links para, para los artículos y también um, Talleyrand, tú eres un um, CC. ¿Tienes un, un Twitch o un uh, canal de YouTube? No, I have a blog. I'm a very old guy. So <laughs> I, I use the, the writing word. Uh, por favor, un, uh, una... All style. Sí, un address para, para esto también. Yes. Quiero ponerlo en la descripción abajo. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I will add it uh, uh, later, the, the address for my blog. Okay, perfecto. Uh, and the article in English. <laughs> yeah, both if you want. Yeah. Uh, muchas gracias a ustedes tres. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I know we had some communication difficulties with um, technology, con la tecnología, but, uh, um, but I appreciate it. It was fun to speak in uh, Spanish as well as English. And uh, thank you to the uh, entire Latin American community for caring enough to want to see another line of ships. So um, we will put all those links down below, and I will see everyone next time on Get to Know World of Warships. 